0: And welcome, you are locked on at the Dallas Mavericks, my name is Nick Angstead and joining me as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com, the alone, for five minutes to record this podcast, King, one more thing, King, what you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Still going strong, guys, let's do this, <laughs> <laughs> another pod in the works, nothing yeah being uh, y'all out there who have multiple kids in the house multiple days in a row uh keep going strong guys i'm here for you we're all here for each other uh even without kids being at home all the time might be a struggle for nick what you've worked from home for a bit what piece of advice do you have any tidbits for some people that's just starting for working at home that you would hand out if you're working from home here's the thing
0: Get dressed every day like you would go to work. I know it doesn't always happen. doesn't always happen for me. But when you do, it makes you feel so much better and you're so much more productive when you get up, have a routine, you know, make breakfast, take a shower, whatever, put on actual work clothes. And I put my shoes on. If I, like the, the days where I really just can't focus, I get up dress. Sometimes I'll just put jeans on, which is so weird to just sit in the house in jeans since you can wear literally anything or nothing. <laughs> but jeans, shoes, whatever. Just be Be, uh, you know, uh, in the frame of mind that you're at work and then, um, have a separate space for work, you know, like the couch and the bed, like sometimes you can get some stuff done, but you're not going to have a real productive day unless you have a separate space and I have an office, which is great. So, uh, that's been awesome for me. Those are the two biggest things.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've started working from home a lot here lately, so, uh, I'm still navigating those waters. I wouldn't say I really, I wouldn't say I really, um. Put on jeans and work clothes every day, but at least. Well, you're try new to, get... to it. You're way too you're a year in. <laughs> I am very, very new to it, but uh, it's been good. A lot of family time. I hope all of you are embracing this uh, stage right now the best that you can. But we're going to fantasy draft today. We're not really fantasy draft, redraft. I guess we're gonna fix.
0: We're gonna fix what was done originally. So on today's pod, we are going to redraft the 2017 draft. That's the Dennis Smith Jr. draft. That's the Markel Fultz-Lonzo ball draft. That's the uh, Justin Jackson appears in this draft. OG Ananobi, uh, Harry Giles, John Collins, Kuzma. This is the Kuzma draft. Bunch of players in this draft. Obviously, you know, De'Aaron Fox, Josh Jackson, Frank Ntilikina, Nits- Frankie Smokes, Frank Nicotine, all those. So we're going to do a full redraft of this draft, talk about it. Because uh, now we're we're about three years removed from, you know, from this draft. So now we have a decent idea of what all these players are, except for maybe Markel Fultz, And uh, we'll see what the Mavs would look like and maybe what the implications could be, what the butterfly effect could be if the Mavs decided to draft somebody else in that spot instead of Dennis Smith Jr. We all love Dennis. You know, we all love the way that it turned out for the Mavs. So we're not super, you know, we're not trying to change everything. But we just wanted to look and see, you know, what it would look like if we... Um, You know, redrafted all this. So, all right, um, we'll just go and let's. We'll just decide um, one by one together. We'll decide who you know should go first. So, with the number one pick, we're gonna keep it the same way, keep it the same order, and all that.
1: The number one pick, um, Philadelphia had it, and it's just crazy to think about this number one pick though, because Boston, you know, Boston had this, and yep, I know that that's the added thing with the Markel fold stuff of. one, whatever you want to, we want to, the jokes about Fultz. He was the unquestioned number one pick. That's what, who everybody had. Mike Smith's every draft person, everybody had Markel Fultz. And when you watched him going into this draft, you saw that at Washington and just, you know, this big guard and he was fluid. The shot didn't look, you know, bad. He was at
0: a 40% three point shooter in college. Yeah,
1: I, I was excited to see him in the league. And this is, Fultz is the like, the prime example of you just never, you never know, like you never know what could actually happen, uh, for it to go this way. So Boston, at some point, you'd think you'd know at
0: least that he would be a functional player, right? Like yes, right? Like this is a once in a lifetime maybe thing where a you know a number one pick just basically became unplayable because uh, a feature of his game just became a junk. Like it's not Anthony Bennett, right? Where it was just a bad pick. It was just like he. It stopped working
1: for him. It's wild. And the, it's insane. Like at least you would think that you would know.
0: Yeah, that, like the Anthony right? Bennett
1: one was just so random. Like you yeah. know we didn't know who was really gonna go one, and they announced Bennett, and you're just like, oh really? Okay, that's weird. Like that's kind of crazy. And you know, it, it, since then, for the most part, recently we've known who the first pick is gonna be, or at least a player or two. Yeah. So Fultz was the unquestioned, and for him to turn out like Bennett in a way, you now he's obviously had a better year this year in Orlando, but. Boston trading out for Philly to give up something to move up to one four faults. That obviously makes it harder on Philly, but it makes it, it makes Boston look at it and be like, Hey, what did they know? Because, you know, they had him in for like workouts and you know, he, I think he posted that picture before that draft of him wearing either a Boston hat or he's in front of a car, the Boston license plate. And then bam, you know, we're getting reports out. It's like Boston's trading down to three and you know, letting them take faults, and it's like, shouldn't that be kind of a red flag that you're letting Dan- Danny Ainge is like, nah, see ya, peace out, y'all can have him. And anyway, Philly. So are we assuming Philly stays at one or? Yeah, I think we we keep the order. I think we, okay. just, we keep the order that it
0: ended up being. So, I mean, you think Philly takes Jason Tatum, right? Yeah. So th- these are the options, right? You have Jason Tatum, you have De'Aaron Fox. Um, you have Donovan Mitchell. You have Bam Adebayo, which that's a sneaky pick. John Collins, I guess. After
1: that, it really kind of feels like it falls off. Oh, you're not gonna put Kuzma up there? Or? No. Okay, I was just make sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a Philly t- You know, Philly team that had Ben Simmons, had you know, Joel Embiid. So, I mean, I, I still, I just think Jason Tatum's the pick here. Over Donovan Mitchell, I think Tatum's ceiling's higher than Mitchell's. Probably, yeah. But if
0: it's a better fit, which if you're, you know, at the top of the draft, you go with the best player available, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that Jason Tatum's better player than Donovan Mitchell at this po- at this point in their career. And I think even going forward, like you said,
1: yeah. And I, and I think the fit, yeah, with Tatum, Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid, you know Tatum isn't the cure all to Ben Simmons and and Embiid fit, but still, I I think he, yeah, I I would take Tatum. I think you know for the Lakers at the second spot, you know they obviously took took Lonzo, but I mean I think Donovan Mitchell would be yeah the person. Yeah, this is this is the Donovan Mitchell pick right here. Um,
0: Imagine the hype Mitchell would get because he'd be jumping up so far, right? It would be like Anthony Bennett, but it worked. Right, where yeah. a guy that was supposed to go maybe in the teens or you know in ten or whatever, and he jumps all the way up to two, that'd be wild. Uh, you pair him. This is this is back then. You pair him with Russell, right? At this point, yeah. still, you pair him with Russell, that'd be fun. That's a good backcourt.
1: Yeah, yeah, that man, that would, that would be fun. D'Angelo Russell. Can you imagine the the Lakers fans hyping? Uh, the front office like yeah look at this they picked Donovan Mitchell everybody said it was a reach but look what he turned out to be oh yeah and um, like all. I mean they do they do that
0: with Kuzma right where he
1: was picked (laughs) all the hype that Donovan Mitchell has gotten and deservedly in Utah just imagine that times 10 of what that like he would have he might have started an all-star game by then I I mean but the way that Boston fans
0: have hyped up Jason Tatum right True, but it's a little bit more. It's Tatum's a, been good though. I know it's, I'm just saying, well, so is Donovan Mitchell, but it's a little bit louder when it comes from Lakers fans than even Celtics fans. But Celtics fans, I mean, they've been treating Jason Tatum like he's the next coming of Michael Jordan for, for a while now.
1: Yeah, but I think there's more to you know, yeah, to that than I'm looking at case, case point right now. It's Kyle Kuzma and
0: oh, well, yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying they would the do Athletic the same really thing. Athletic really wrote with, a piece that they called him a young star. They, we've gone over this so many times. We've gone over this so many times. Do I have to explain this to you again? He's a star. He is by... A star. Oh my god. Not by, by not by court on court virtue. Let's just say that he dated a Kardashian. That's a star person. Instagram followers. That's that's a star still. <laughs> it's not a basketball star. It is a star. All right. Coming up. Let's let's uh, try to figure out how to do rapid fire. I know Isaac's not super good at that, but let's do rapid fire and try to get through some more of these picks, and then. Uh, do a redraft of the 2017 draft. Hopefully get to the Mavs this next segment. But before we do, Isaac, I know everyone's stuck at home and I know there's a lot of books on people's reading lists they wanna do, but there's just too much TV to watch. So if you don't have time, let me tell you about one of the ultimate life hacks. It's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is a really unique app, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books on literally anything you could think of, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a ton of books. Readers are leaders. Blinkist is made for busy people like you. We want to get the most main points out of a book as quickly as possible so you can start using that information right away. With its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, while you exercise, even while you just wait for the next hour to go by during this quarantine. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want, for, all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience, the Lockdown mass listeners. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off a new subscription. That's Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. you also save 25%, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac. Number three, the Boston Celtics. We're sticking with them here. Tatum is gone. Mitchell is gone. Uh, We have De'Aaron Fox still. This is a Celtics team with Kyrie. Not sure they'd go there. Bam
1: Adebayo is there. Al Horford... Yeah, I think it's important to know the mindset, too. We're redrafting it, knowing what we know right now, instead of redrafting it, of saying, okay, well, what... You know, with a mindset back then, kind of, if they had to redo. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the next best player on this, I I, I feel like I would take Bam right here, right? He's the only other all-star, right? Fox hasn't been an all-star. That's it. I mean, it's kind of tough. Luke Kennard is a tough one to pass up, but... (laughs) He is
0: untradeable, and then he was tradable. I mean, Bam, right? Can you imagine Bam on this team? I mean, they wouldn't have Jason Tatum because of the redraft, but can you imagine Bam on this team, this Celtics team? With Kemba, yeah. Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward? And I feel like you could play Bam and
1: uh, Al Horford together.
0: Yeah, they're playing Myers Leonard and <laughs> Bam together. Yeah. You could definitely do that. There you go. Bam, off the board. Bam, bam, off the board. Okay, Phoenix. They took Josh Jackson here. This is the De'Aaron Fox pick. I mean...
1: Yeah, they should have taken. Yeah, they should have taken De'Aaron Fox either way.
0: They should have taken De'Aaron
1: Fox here anyway,
0: but they decided to go Josh
1: Jackson. Pair him. What with... a disaster Josh Jackson has been.
0: Well, the, the, right. disaster for Phoenix, and then he went to Memphis, and he's actually been playing pretty well there. The last couple of games
1: I've watched of them, he was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. But I mean, yeah, he's not number four overall pick, but yeah, I, saving his career, good, I guess. But considering <laughs> yeah, where true. some of these other guys true. are at, like Fox and. I mean, like Jonathan Isaac's considered a, you know, kind of a cornerstone piece in Orlando, and but who would you rather have right now, Fultz or Josh Jackson? Oh gosh, uh, Fultz. Yeah, me too. Right,
0: still the still more potential, I think.
1: Yeah. So Phoenix takes De'Aaron Fox for sure, pairs him up with Devin Booker. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's fun, Kentucky Bros. And then that leaves Sacramento at five with Fox off the board. Who do you take at this point if you're Sacramento?
0: I mean, you have to take the best player available. They just don't have... I mean, you just don't have the talent there to... So, is it Jonathan Isaac? Is it Lonzo? Is it
1: John Collins? See, I'm a big Jonathan Isaac fan. OG? I I do like OG. um, But I would take... I would actually take Jonathan Isaac here. Spot ahead than what he went.
0: Yeah, he's been good. He's... The uh, injuries have been tough this year, and, and then I think it's rookie year, too. He was dealing with injuries. but
1: I will say Larry Markkinen, though. I know he's been hurt, but I'm still a believer in him. I just want him out of Chicago and away from Jim Bolan. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Speaking of,
0: uh, okay, so Orlando is going next. Orlando, again, same thing as Sacramento. They just don't have the luxury of – they need. They just need to take best player player available. Is it Luke Kennard? Is it Lonzo? I'm thinking Lonzo here.
1: For Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. I would take Lonzo right here, right here if I'm Orlando. Because they still... I mean, I feel like they've been dealing with the Aaron Gordon stuff forever. And... Yeah. That'd be fun. I, I mean,
0: that'd, that'd be a miniature version of what, like, Lonzo and Zion is.
1: Yeah. And we've, we've never been out on Lonzo I remember both of us were in on Lonzo I know the Mavericks were in on Lonzo if if y'all remember Rick Carlisle called him the best player in the draft Uh, I remember that specifically in that uh, press conference or the presser before I think the Lakers game in which he was bragging on Lonzo and said they had him pegged as the top player in the draft and you know Lonzo's passing ability and his vision and his like court IQ you know that was just that just made Rick Carlisle smile (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So we
0: put Lonzo there in Orlando. So, so Rick, far. Rick and Lavar though, that would have been a. But. That would have been tough. But lavar has been pretty silent since he went to New Orleans, so maybe it was just an L.A. thing. There's
1: no media there.
0: Just kidding, guys. Oh, Jake. Jake Madison. Sorry, Jake. Uh, so far, Sixers took Jason Tatum. The Lakers took Donovan Mitchell. The Celtics took Bam Adebayo third. The Phoenix Suns took De'Aaron Fox fourth. The Kings took Jonathan Isaac fifth. Orlando takes Lonzo Ball at 6, and now 7 comes up with Minnesota. They end up taking Laurie in here, but they traded um, for Justin Patton, who they ended up sending to the Mavs, who the Mavs waived <laughs> In, well, around, for, in a roundabout for, way.
1: Yeah, they traded for Jimmy Butler in this pick. Yeah. So, it, are we assuming Minnesota stays here? Or are we saying Yeah, let's,
0: let's assume Minnesota stays here and doesn't make the
1: Butler trade or something. Oh, man. That's tough. So, you, so you still have... You still have Towns. Towns and Wiggins. Yeah, Towns and Wiggins. So, I mean, you're thinking John Collins, OG. John Collins would be such a bad fit with Carl Anthony Downs. Like, no, I'm thinking like best players available. Yeah, right yeah. Now.
0: The best players available. Yeah, John Collins, OG. Uh,
1: Jared Allen. This yeah. is a weird draft. Luke Kennard, if you want another. Is it bad that I don't want to say OG because I want OG to go to Dallas at nine? <laughs> yeah, we... I I wrote a piece for the no Smoking Cuban back then. I remember hyping up OG. This and is your how, guy, Donovan uh, yeah, and OG. And how I wanted them to uh, uh, possibly reach for OG up at nine, but um. Is Laurie the TJ guy Lee? here? What
0: is Laurie marketing the guy? Did they actually take him here?
1: I think I would take OG if I was Minnesota, and I'm looking at it right now. I like OG better than marketing right now.
0: They they basically tried to they tried to take him with a uh, Kogi, <laughs> you, you know, a year later.
1: Yeah, but well, Kogi's like six two, six three. OG gives you the the big body, the six seven. Koji's a little frame. bigger than that. Well, he's a guard, but I'd say OG can play at four. But I would like a front line. I would like. OG's uh, size next to Towns in the front court they well they wouldn't have Covington because they didn't make the Jimmy Butler trade but true there's so many so many so
0: many the butterfly effect in this is wild but yeah we're, we're, let's just keep it the main players right like who who are their stars who are they pairing them with so yeah OG yeah. with Wiggins and Towns and that'd be interesting OG, so then that off, takes you to- <laughs> OG
1: sadly off the board sadly I really want OG um Number eight, we have the famous... Man, how much was made about this situation? A draft time of this is all smoke, smoke and mirrors right <laughs> now uh, from Dallas and the hype around Frank Nelakina, how much Dallas liked him. The picture came out. Everybody had their theories that Dallas was putting that out to entice New York uh, to take him. And then, you know, apparently, quote, Dennis was their guy all along. All of this stuff. So, New York takes Frank Ntilikina at the A spot. I would assume Frank doesn't go <laughs> go there right now. I don't think. What so. is that? Do you have that Knicks team pulled up in front of you? I don't. Of what um, back then? Man, I don't either. Like, how
0: but how do I? I mean, I can't even remember what that Knicks team was.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like you just have to take best player available, right? If, especially if you're in the Knicks. I know that's like the cliche thing to say. Is like shouldn't ever ever team do that. A lot of times, yes, but not every single time. If you have a young cornerstone that is in a certain spot uh, in your lineup, then I I wouldn't do that all the time.
0: Well, they had Porzingis.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: That's the whole thing about this is the Mavs end up trading this player, whoever they take, to the Knicks to get Porzingis. Uh, This team had had Tim Hardaway Jr., Porzingis, and Courtney Lee, obviously, but those are the top three minutes per game getters on, on this team. Uh, this is Ennis Cantor, Jarrett Jack, Emmanuel Moutier, Beasley, Cantor, Trey Burke, Doug McDermott's on this team. Oh, Doug McDermott. Lance Thomas, Kylo Quinn. I mean, John Collins and Porzingis works, right? It could work. I think it works. We still, so we still have been taking Laurie Markkinen. We have Frank Ntilikina, Dennis. We have Zach Collins, Luke Kennard, John Collins, Folts, Jackson. I feel uh, Kuzma, my guess, but uh, yeah, I guess John Collins, John Collins, and and Porzingis, right? That would be a good. I think yeah. that would work because you have taking John Collins. I think Porzingis is yeah. Porzingis is the rim defender, and then the, the whole thing about Porzingis is you know the rebounding, and John Collins will get you boards. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not anything else. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so the next one is the Dallas Mavericks. We're up at the Dallas Mavericks pick coming up. Let's get into who the Dallas Mavericks would take, and then we'll fly through the rest of this draft. Who can they pair with? Redraft. Harrison Barnes. Who would they pair with? Harrison Barnes, and eventually get Luka Doncic with. All right, Isaac. So we have taken John Collins off the board now. He was the 19th pick to Atlanta. That was actually a pretty good pick for them. Yeah, uh, it was. These are the players. I'll just list them by minutes total total minutes played in the NBA. Kyle Kuzma still on the board. Lori Markkinen, Jared Allen, Josh Hart, Dylan Brooks, Josh Jackson, Dennis Smith Jr., Justin Jackson, uh, Terrence Ferguson, Luke Kennard, Frank Nilakina, Derek White—interesting name. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Damian Dotson, Malik Monk, Wesley Wundu, Semi Ojale, Markel Fultz, Zach Collins, Sterling Brown, Thomas Bryant. I mean, at this point, I mean, we're way we're way too far down. I mean, we're well, definitely not Terrence Ferguson.
1: This is Laurie Markkinen right here. It really is, yeah. That that's who I was gonna say, Lauren Markin. And uh, I think you take him right here in a redraft for Dallas. And yeah, I mean, you can never have enough shooting, and would love to him out out Arizona. I think he would be a few spots higher if he stayed healthy this past year, because I think he would he would have had a better yeah. year. Well, who's but, he going uh, ahead of? Is he going ahead of G- Collins, OG,
0: Lonzo? Like he probably stops at the Lonzo spot. I think that that I don't know how much higher he can go besides that.
1: Yeah, yeah, a couple spots. I think I would take him. There's a world in which I'd take him over Jonathan Isaac, uh, OG. A couple of those. At guys. At that point, now. it depends on what your team, how your team is built. Exactly. But yeah, I would take I would take Mark right now in a redraft for the Mavericks. How does that change the Mavericks?
0: You know how they went forward. Did, are they better or worse with Lori Markin and the Dennis Smith Jr. that first year? I think they're better. A little bit better. Well, you have Dirk still, so you have Laurie learning under Dirk. Yeah, um, you don't oh, have. So okay. he would have. Carlisle would have some kind of veteran point guard, you know, instead of Dennis yeah. running the show the whole time. And
1: that—that's—that's why I think they would be better. It's
0: fine. I mean, it's, it's fine to say like we we knew at the time. We have said it over and over again that it would take Dennis time to learn. Like that was going to be the whole thing, and that young point guards, for the most part, now we're seeing it with John Morant and De- uh, De'Aaron Fox sometimes that it's not the case. But young point guards take a long time to. Figure out you know the game, figure out how they work and how to set up teammates and things like that. And your team is just worse when you have a young point guard for the most part. We yeah, knew that going with Dennis. Special. It's it's nothing against Dennis. It's just what you know. It's just what it is.
1: Yeah, unless they're a special talent like Luca, who's going to be a point guard. That's you know, he's just that's a, just different a gener- generational. <laughs> ty- yeah, type of talent. It's just unfair but, to compare with Luca. But yeah, with Dennis, you know, this is kind of what a lot of you know bad teams do. They just you know they'll take a high draft pick and then they just unleash him. And I think Rick's talked about it a few times of saying, yeah, we just let, let him play through stuff. And, you know, there were some, uh, you know, whether you want to say some bad habits were, you know, developed and stuff through a losing season like that and just letting Dennis play through that. But I think they would have been better. Yeah. Marketing would have been learning under Dirk, probably, you know, coming off the bench, you know, to, to after Dirk at that point. And I don't know, I, I would like to see how that would have played out because how do you take a guy in the top 10 and then say, you know, he's not going to start. I get it. You can say it because you have Dirk. But would they have tried to figure out a way for Dirk and Laurie to start? Would Dirk well, have taken the back seat, you know, at early this, and said?
0: At this point, we'd seen Dirk as the five, though, with, with like, Dwight Powell. True. Right? Like, we, we'd we yeah. seen that at this point, And I think they might have found a way to try and play them. I mean, they didn't think they were going to be good anyway. Right? So you might as well just play the two together. You're going to get destroyed on defense. But, you know, you're going to be able to help, you know, Laurie Markin and learn, get better. Uh and then eventually be enticing enough to trade for Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> if we're look,
1: if we're looking deep into the future, right? Hey, if he stayed healthy, what if they're looking at it saying, Man, look at this young you know young potential star that's coming up in marketing that we can pair with Luca. But
0: what's what does Luca and marketing look like together? Let's just try that.
1: I think in a weird, similar, in a healthy marketing way, it's a, it's a yeah. younger, inexperienced version of like a KP and Luka. And it's like this, you know, 6'10. KP's bigger, but K and KP gives you better, you know, defense. But as far as a 6'10 you know shooter that you run and pick and pops with all the time, that's, you know, kind of what that would, you know, look like. A better, yeah. Probably a more efficient shooter,
0: Laurie Marketing.
1: Yeah, I would say a much better Ryan Anderson. <laughs> but that's still that's still growing yeah I mean, he's yeah. he not to you know pull the the white card again but as far as the sneaky athletic you know and the uh he is the sneaky athletic the first time i watched him play you know, in dallas you know i remember him catching a hoop and you're just like dang okay i didn't know you had that athleticism yeah. I'm like <laughs> so uh anyway you can go back and listen to our draft profile if you want to
0: we have we have draft profiles going back to sure 2017 with these guys so we, definitely, I, have a, we definitely have a we definitely have a Lori marketing pod where we compare him to Dirk in some way. <laughs> Man, everybody was like <laughs> wanting to do that then. Uh, I mean, it was easy to, and you know, he has some of the moves, but uh, yeah, Laurie marketing. There you go, Lori and Luca, that's a very different team, but in in some ways it's the same, right? Offensively, you can run yeah. almost all the same things.
1: They would just had to have a stopgap at point guard at some point through there. Would they have went? You know, to Luca as the point guard, um, right off the bat, if they didn't have Dennis there, would they have yeah, still had question. another uh, point in there to just help Luca along with that? I don't know what that would look like, you know, either. Yeah, they'd have to change the way that they built the team
0: a little bit because they'd have you know an extra trade deadline and off season that they didn't have when they traded for Porzingis, right? Because if they don't make the trade for Porzingis, then you have some more time to. Fill in some more of the pieces. Would they get a rim protection, a rim protecting center? Would they get better wing defenders? You know, prioritize that instead of trying to bring in, you know, guys that uh, were cap casualties at the time, like Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee for for Porzingis, right? Like you have other yeah. assets to use at that point. So that it's an interesting what if, you know, if they didn't end up trading for KP, if they had redrafted and. Everybody got a do over and Dallas got Laurie Markin in this. The Dirk comparisons would be ridiculous. But he would get to learn from Dirk, and I
1: think that would be invaluable. Oh yeah. That would be huge for him. And man, he would absolutely love that too. At pick ten, Sacramento, they took in our redraft Jonathan Isaac at five. Who do they take at ten? Do they go the guard route? Because they didn't take De'Aaron Fox. So in here's our let's go through the top minute getters.
0: Um you have Kuzma, Jared Allen, Josh Hart, Dylan Brooks, Josh Jackson, Dennis, Justin Jackson, Terrence Ferguson, Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard might be the pick. They had Buddy healed. Uh listen to this one though. What if they take Frank Nilakina? They take Frank Nilakina. They already have Buddy, they already have Bogdan Bogdanovich, right? At this point. You have Isaac and Nilakina, and then you have the offensive Buddy and Bogdan. And you just Who's
1: their bigs though? Because I think I would take Jared Allen. You take Jared Allen instead? Yeah, I would take well, Jared their Allen.
0: Well, their four would be Jonathan Isaac.
1: Yeah, I would take Jared Allen. Do
0: they They don't still have DeMarcus Cousins at this point. No. I don't think so. Because they traded for Buddy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe yeah. you take Jared Allen you solidify your front court. Yeah, I would take Jared Allen. I like him. You, between those two, do you have a franchise player? No. I don't
1: think so either. That's tough.
0: No. I mean, you yeah, got pick 10. So. I mean, you have two picks in the top 10. You don't come away with a franchise player?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it, on draft night, you know, they 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 traded down for this and they let, you know, Portland come up to the spot and they moved down to 15 and took, you know, Justin Jackson and they got the Harry Giles pick too at 20. Yeah. So, they pit it, you know, they traded 10 for 15 and 20, but um yeah, I think in, I think in a in a perfect world, what if you look at the Sacramento, what if you look at that move right there? Assuming we didn't redraft, let's say Sacramento, you know, took De'Aaron Fox like normal. If Sacramento could go back to that tenth pick right now, and look at who they could have gotten at that tenth pick, yeah. whether it's Mitchell and you know, they wouldn't have taken it because they had Buddy and all that stuff. But what if they took Bam at that pick right now, and they walked out of that draft with Bam? Oh yeah, if he's still there, ooh. Well, like not just still there. It's like you know, if they went, it, you know, they think about this pick, you know, at ten, and they didn't make the, you know, ten for fifteen and twenty. All the players that they could have taken that was still on the board after that Dennis Smith Jr. pick, and yeah, Bam, Bam's up there, John Collins, OG, any of those guys with De'Aaron Fox would have been a home run coming out of the draft.
0: Yeah, that would have been wild. You come away with it in a draft with De'Aaron Fox and Bam Adebayo.
1: Let me ask you this That's question. I, this, this is going off course from our redraft, but looking at how the draft played out, like realistically, how it actually played out, how many drafts can we look at throughout history and say that you could, you would take a starting five of players drafted outside of the top ten compared to inside the top ten? So when you look at this draft, would you take eleven through sixty, or would you
0: take? One through ten. Yeah, so this is the team, right? Um, you have you have Mitchell and OG, uh, Bam, John Collins, and Jared Allen, right? Maybe you have to change that up a little bit. Um,
1: for outside the top
0: ten, outside the top ten. So, oh, you get Luke Kennard too. So you get Mitchell Kennard, Bam, uh, and John Collins and OG. That's your five. And, yeah, and you still and, and the, you
1: still have somebody like Kuzma, Josh Hart, Jared Allen, some of those guys. In
0: yeah. inside the top 10 then you have uh like Lonzo Tatum, Fox, Isaac Markkinen. I think I would take the outside team with Mitchell and Bam, right? I'm taking Bam and Mitchell in any of these games. Tatum and Yeah. Fox. That's wild. I bet yeah, I bet that's the case in... in a lot of drafts though.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I just wonder if we look we look back on different drafts, how many times you know you could do that. Fast forward real quick to Lucas draft in 2018. And looking at like I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that in 2018 draft because you have Luca, Jaron Jackson, DeAndre Ayton, Trey Young, and then whoever you want to go at let's just say Mikel Bridges. Out the outside group, you're looking at SGA, Miles Bridges. I mean I don't even know who else you want to say at this point. I know we're <laughs> going to say early. It went
0: way down there after that one.
1: I know, so I think I, I you know, I definitely take the inside group, Jalen Brunson. That uh, the twenty. If you think about the twenty thirteen draft, you get Giannis and Gobert, right? Don't
0: you get CJ McCollum out of that too? If you go ten, that's, <laughs> that's a wild group. That that's maybe that's another pod we should do. How many, you know, five on five groups out of drafts? You know, would you take in the top five and then the bottom, you know, fifty or whatever? Yeah, that would be interesting. So anyway. there you go. We well we made it through ten. Uh, these are the ten. Um, Tatum at one, Mitchell at two, Bam at three, De'Aaron Fox at four to Phoenix, Jonathan Isaac to Sacramento at five, Lonzo Ball to Orlando at six, OG to Minnesota at seven, John Collins to the Knicks at eight, the Mavericks take the second coming of Dirk, Laurie Markin, <laughs> and then the Kings take Jared Allen at ten.
1: Who's future of this just right off the about what you think changed the most in our redraft? Is it Philly, Philly and Phoenix? Who's future cha- – I mean, Donovan Mitchell. Why? Like he's in, a, well, he's like, in L.A. Was... now. He's he's the face yeah. of Puma
0: at this point. <laughs> face
1: of Puma. <laughs> I'm just thinking – I'm talking about teams and not just, like, players. Sacramento. Because... They don't get De'Aaron Fox. They get
0: Isaac and Jared Allen instead. True. They don't have uh, – I guess with Justin Jackson, that means they don't have Harrison Barnes because they didn't make the trade with Justin Jackson.
1: How much better Perry is Giles, Phoenix with Booker it? and Fox? Is that like a dynamic? Oh, the, is that like a the Booker and Fox?
0: They're not getting the number one pick with you know with uh, no. with for Aiton, right? Like they that that changes their team.
1: Uh, Lonzo with Orlando, that
0: one's interesting.
1: The thing with Philly is like they're a good team right now. They're kind of weird, but they're a good playoff team. And everybody thought they were going to be a top of the East, and they literally got nothing for Markel Fultz. in twenty seventeen. Like, yeah, yeah, but like. If you think of them right now, this year. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And there was nothing that they sacrificed or they gave up to let go of, you know, faults. They literally just lost faults for nothing. Can you imagine adding? There is no wrinkle effect, you know, but basically what I'm saying of them getting rid of faults and then they got another player and you're like, all right, well, they wouldn't have this player if they, you know, with faults. No, there's not. You would literally just be adding Jason Tatum to this Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix, to this Philadelphia team. And I think that would just give them. Is Ben Simmons already traded? If they have Tatum instead of Fultz, yeah, dang. I mean,
0: but that's that's such. A, I mean, Simmons, Tatum, and and Embiid. That's a defensive juggernaut. Like, who's scoring on that group? I don't think you. Mo- I don't think you break up that group because they're just. I mean, they're the best defensive team since the you know O four Pistons
1: true I'd still have problems with the Ben Simmons spacing and all that and I still think he needs to be like in a year's sure, type would, of role it would but, take him a while because it took Jason Tatum a little bit to you know because Tatum's an ISO guy and when he's ISOing what, what the heck's Ben Simmons doing
0: he wasn't he's when just, he came in though he was a spot up three point shooter he took a bunch of, I remember true. he was shooting like 50% from three you know the first half yeah. of his rookie year but I mean he figured out with you know playing next to Kyrie he can figure it out That's playing true. next to Ben Simmons yeah. which is harder <laughs> What's worse? <laughs> Flat earth or no space. <laughs> you're a rookie playing next to Simmons, or you're a rookie playing next to Kyrie. Oh man. There you go. That's our redraft. Uh we'll stop there at ten. Uh guys that went undrafted. Kuzma, Josh Hart, Dennis, Josh Jackson, Justin Jackson, Luke Kennard didn't get drafted, which is kinda wild. I think I made How far
1: it. until Dennis Smith Jr. Is he in the top twenty?
0: Man, this is to- Oh, Monte Morris is on here. We forgot about him. Derek White. Uh, Fultz, maybe somebody takes a shot at him. Thomas Bryant's an interesting name.
1: You would take Fultz over Dennis, right?
0: Man, yeah, I think so. Go with I mean, do we know what we know about Fultz now. Yeah, because like, Dennis Smith Jr. is kind of going through a Fultz thing, just
1: not injury based. We got to get him out of New York, guys. Fine. We just... got to get Dennis a new home, guys. We gotta get him out. New, there you go. New home for Dennis. All right,
0: that's our redraft. We'll do more like this. If you guys enjoyed it, let us know. Tweet us. We'll be doing more like this. We're looking to do some, you know, interviews. With big Mavs fans looking th- into some Mavs history. We got a ton of stuff coming. We are built for this, guys. We are built for no basketball. So, uh, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.